Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Doctors in the UK say that women should be allowed to buy the morning after pill in supermarkets and petrol stations. And they reckon it'll give them give us more control that if all barriers to emergency contraception are removed because at the moment you need to have a consultation with a pharmacist in the UK, the same as here. And um, Maura Finn is a, a GP with a special interest in women's health. Maura, should it just be available off the shelf like that? Hi, Andrea. I think it should. Um, now, this is my own personal opinion, mm. obviously, but I feel anything that kind of reduces the barriers, makes gives women more options, more accessibility, more freedom is a good thing. Um, I know some people might have some concerns because it is emergency contraception and it should not be used as a regular form of kind of contraception. Or um, And the worry is that, you know, you might have somebody who uses it too frequently and then obviously isn't using barrier protection, which is the only protection against STIs. And the incidence of STIs in Ireland is increasing enormously. Um, but I feel that the, the issue is around education and sexual health for women and men, but particularly for women, as opposed to having another barrier. It, it, it has improved enormously because years ago... Oh, it's changed significantly. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, it was also because you'd have to kind of make an appointment, you have to ring the reception, try to get an appointment with a GP within a certain time limit. Yeah. So the pharmacy access is... is Fabulous, and because you, know, you, you effectively great service. you effectively Maura had to tell the GP secretary why you needed the appointment oh, yeah. so soon. You Absolutely. had to, you know, you were disclosing your whole situation, and, to the, and you had to because otherwise you'd be offered an appointment for several days in advance. So, so it was really unfair. And no matter what, you know, medical personnel and even administrative personnel within medical practices became gatekeepers for people's sexual health and their excess. And that's never right. And there, there was probably a morality and judgment issues there. And again, I think that is absolutely wrong. Um, but we can't forget that, you know, we do, women need to be more educated around sexual health. Men need to take more responsibility from the point of using, uh, of using condoms and have access to condoms. But a barrier for emergency contraception is not a good thing. Pregnancy is far more dangerous from the point of view of emotional and physical health than any any emergency contraception would be. Because the situation previously, Sheena Mitchell, who's a, a pharmacist in, in the Milltown Total Health Pharmacy in Dublin and the host of the Wonder Care podcast, previously, um, or Sheena, you had to go, as we mentioned, to the GP. That rule has changed. You now have a consultation with the likes of yourself. That's right, yeah. And actually, I really agree with Dr. Morfin there on a few points, and one of the main ones is education. But actually, I see that consultation as a really critical part of that education piece of women. Because when patients come into us in the community pharmacy, not only are we making sure that they're selecting the most appropriate form of emergency contraception, because you have to remember there's two different types of pills which are suitable for different people for different reasons, depending on what medication they're on, whether they're breastfeeding or not, um, and also how long it's been since they had unprotected sex. But also, there is the option of using the copper coil as a form of contraception, and for some people who don't want hormonal treatment and just want to be aware of their options, we found that to be really useful to kind of inform them about that. And as Dr. Finn said there, you know, really this form of contraception is not long-term. It's just for emergencies. 
And while, you know, there's no major issue with using it, you know, every now and again, there are things that patients need to understand. Like, for example, if you take the five-day effective morning-after pill, as it's known, Mm. then that basically will reduce the effectiveness of any other kind of hormonal contraception that you're on for, you know, a week or two post that. And it actually can make you even more fertile. So we have to kind of explain to patients to use barrier methods like condoms even more diligently in that time. It's just a lot that we can, I suppose, improve patient care by talking it through. And I think the UK have a different issue to us. Obviously, we should have no barrier to access to these medications, none at all. But actually, it doesn't really exist in Ireland as it does in the UK. In the UK, pharmacies open much less hours. But community pharmacies are open in the evenings for people to access after work. They're open at the weekends. They're open on bank holidays in a lot of cases. And so really, I find in my experience in my pharmacy, patients are getting into us absolutely no problem. Okay, because they're looking for the doctors in the UK, as I mentioned, is that it's available in, in supermarkets and in petrol stations. And like what crossed my mind, you know, earlier this morning, Sheena, when I, I was thinking about this, like the idea that you'd pull into Circle K, get 20 euros worth of unleaded, a coffee, and can I have a morning after pill, please, across the counter? Like, I mean, and- just... In a way, I know that sounds boggling when you say it like that, but I do think that actually access is key. But we have to think about what's actually the best for the person. Like, you know, there's an opportunity where we can explain all the different types of contraception to them. And a lot of patients that come in to us actually are really welcome to hear mm. that. But the cashier in, in, in the petrol station is not going to be doing that. Like, that's no, the benefit of going to the likes of the pharmacy and to you. Yeah. And they're not going to know that if that patient happens to be taking some of the common medicines like maybe lansoprazole or any other proton pump inhibitor for stomach acid, that that actually might affect, you know, the efficacy of the morning after pill in one of their cases. Or they're not going to know, you know, to tell Mm. the patient that if they're breastfeeding, they, you know, they have to wait eight hours in one case or a whole week in the other. There's a lot of options which... I suppose, need patient choice and patients can't make the right choices and the safe choices unless yeah. they're informed. And, and, and the point too, more, I suppose, that like you don't want somebody coming in um, two and three consecutive days on the trot or, or going around to different different petrol stations looking for the, the morning after pill and just using that as the form of contraception. But Sheena's absolutely right. You know, the information is key and I, I can't see how on these products there would be enough product information to give the knowledge and the information that somebody like Sheena or her professional colleagues can give. However, um, access and more access is is so important. And I suppose it goes back, I believe it goes back to educating our younger women and educating them so that they know this, that this is actually something that is ingrained in them and they understand that this is an emergency situation and not something to be used on a routine basis. And that... um, you know, the the rest of the information around kind of what time and, you know, one of the contraceptions can be used five days, up to five days after, you know, for uh, there's a window of five days, the other for three days. The copper coil is a longer thing, but unfortunately has to be done by um, either a family planning clinic or a GP. So there's a time implication there as well. But, you know, what what we need to do is educate. That That's the bottom line, in my opinion. And um, the failure is within schools and society in general, as opposed to um, the, the, the women or the access situation. OK, uh, let me bring in Cathy Meyer as well. Cathy's a community pharmacist from Haven Pharmacy in Dulique in, in County Meath. Would you like to be see, Cathy, um, the availability of the morning after pill expanded to other 
retail outlets. Hi, Andrea. And it's interesting to hear the discussion when we think that 50 years ago, people had to present a prescription to even just get condoms in this country. So we can see that contraceptive care has certainly improved over the years. We're, we're 12, 13 years on from emergency contraception being available without a prescription. But both the previous speakers are absolutely right. The barriers to access are not just financial, they're also to access. So Sheen is right in terms of the availability around hours of pharmacies are open. 85% of the population in Ireland live within five kilometres of a pharmacy and we're open longer hours and weekends. But each consultation that I do for emergency contraception gives me huge opportunity. I speak to the patient around, yes, certainly any interactions that might happen. We talk about what's the most appropriate care for them. And then I use the opportunity to talk about sexual health and then their long-term contraception options. Emergency contraception is by its very nature for emergency use only. Mm. It's not for repeated use within the same cycle. One of the questions we always need to ask is, is it the first time unprotected sex has happened within this menstrual cycle? We need to make sure of that. So the pharmacy is there as the safety net. Yeah, but, it but if we take that away... Absolutely. What it does show in that consultation is we still have a lot of work to do. What I would love to see in that conversation around emergency contraception, and you would be surprised at the age range that we have. We have everyone from 16 right up until late 40s, early 50s. Everyone has this issue at some point and we need to empower and support women through the reproductive stage of life. But what I would love to do at that point is say, you know what? Here's emergency contraception, but actually let's talk about your long-term contraception. Yeah. Let's, remove the bar- let's remove the barrier to contraception full stop. Just let's on take away the prescription piece and let the pharmacist then give that bridging contraception. Let's get you onto a long-term contraception, be it hormonal, oral tablets, patch, Coil, whatever. Yeah. Do you know, just on just that. on the barrier, Kathy, a listener here has texted in to say, um, if it was taken out of the pharmacy, would it be any cheaper? Because I do find that cause uh, cost sorry, mm-hmm. cost is also a barrier, says this listener. Well, I suppose and again this is different to the UK. Um in some areas in the UK there's called there's what's called patient group directive. So some clinical commissioning groups in the UK it provides free for patients. But actually in Ireland we're a little bit further ahead. Since September twenty twenty two, the Minister for Health made contraception, oral hormonal contraception free for women aged six seventeen to twenty five. That has now extended up to 31 in January 2024. I don't think that's gone far enough. It has to go to all women. And that also includes emergency contraception. And we'd like to say, so we know the cost isn't the only barrier. It's one of them. I would like to say certainly within this calendar year that contraception is completely free to all women. I'll be calling on the Minister for that. But also let's look at removing the additional barrier of access because women okay. in, the um, re- in the reproductive age we're, we're workers. Yeah. Okay. A cu- couple of texts on this too. I think it's a great idea and not something people will do lightly. I live in a small town and I'd be uncomfortable going to the local pharmacist as they know me so well. If I needed the morning after pill I would like to be able to get it a lot easier. Brianna Parkins, Irish Times columnist is on the line. Do you agree should the morning after pill be easier to access, Brianna? Oh, completely agree. And, you know, we've had such great speakers on the show and really well informed and from medical backgrounds. And they're right. You do need to have, I think, um, at the point of sale or, or somewhere along the line, you know, someone with a medical background explaining drug interactions. I know, for example, some morning after pills, um, their efficacy changes depending on the patient's weight, all those things. But I think like most women, I have had a few negative experiences with pharmacists and I know not all pharmacists, you know, there are lots of them who are lovely and empathetic and care about their patients. 
but I've really been spoken badly to. I've been patronized. Um, I had a really awkward experience over COVID. Um, and remember, I'm a woman in my 30s. You know, I'm, I, I went to get the morning after pill um, and I had quite a bad interaction. I was taken to a little side room, what I call the, the side room of shame in the pharmacy. Mm. And everyone knows what you're doing in there. It's a clear glass box. And I had to sit in there with a pharmacist and we were knee to knee with a small box. And remember, this was during COVID. Um, so it was putting me in danger and him in danger. I had quite, it was a very, you know, patronizing conversation. They wanted to take my name and my address, which is something that I've never had before. And I don't see is relevant or why they would need to store that information. And I don't know how, you know, properly they're securing that information either. I refused. I argued my case and they still gave me um, the medication and off I went. But remember, I'm big and ugly enough to advocate for myself. You know, I was in my 30s. My partner who I live with was also attending. He was getting quite annoyed at what was going on and how I was being treated. But imagine if that was, you know, a 16-year-old or an 18-year-old. Would that put them off, you know, getting it entirely and then put them in an unsafe situation? So I think when we're talking about education, it should be education for pharmacists and pharmacy staff around this issue. Yeah, an interesting point. Sheena, do do pharmacists ask for your, your, your name? Um, an address. Is that common yes. practice? Yeah, it is because there's two reasons for it. And the first one is that we keep a legal record. And I know, um, sorry, Brianna, you mentioned there, you know, how secure that data is. But just be reassured that when we, you know, are putting any medical information through our systems, it's done in line with the legislation and all the normal GDPR requirements that we process any prescription with. And the reason that we do that is there's two aspects. So there's legally, you know, so that we have appropriate patient records. And also for the free contraceptive scheme, and this is why I almost laughed when I saw it being talked about going into supermarkets, like we have to submit claims. Mm. It's not like they can just put a box of the morning after pill out on the counter and let everyone take that. In fact, they should be doing that with condoms and then maybe we would have less of an issue with access to the morning after pill. But we need to submit claims to the HSE and so we require your PPS. And that's why. Okay, fair enough. Uh, As a woman in my early 40s, says this texter, I think there should be, I think there should be some form of medical supervision for emergency contraception. It can have medical consequences. I have colleagues in their 20s and it's shocking how they talk about not using barrier protection as pregnancy was seen as the one to avoid and that's taken care of now because of emergency contraception says this listener uh, Denise is with us on the line Denise do you think this is a good move in the UK the call yeah, from I, GPs I do I think it's a I think it's it's long come and I think you know it happened in other countries I remember being in South Africa and a friend of mine needed it and it was available and I thought this is great if you just do have that one night that kind of goes whatever way it goes that you have that option there and I think Ireland. You know, we we've we've uh, we have our legal marriage for, for homosexuality. We have our um, abortion law. So I think it's a given that we should just have that option there for women. And, and and even to go as far as what some GPs in the UK are looking for, that it would be in your your you know your Tesco, your Mace, Centra, Circle K what? petrol station. Why not? Why not? Like, you know, there's a choice. I mean, you're making a choice to have sex or not. You're making a choice um, if you're going to be careful or not. And then the next day you're making another choice. So I think let let women and men, because it's, it involves men who maybe are not ready to be fathers or financially not there, that that, that, that option is there. Yeah, I don't see why not. I think we're, we're all... Um, clever people living in the world and I think if people need the support we should have that available for them as well yeah. that maybe you know it's protection there and people to speak to but having a choice is, is always good Will um, will it happen here Maura do you think? 
Um, I think having this conversation is really important and I, I completely agree with the previous speakers about having the contraception of free for all women of all mm. reproductive ages. Having any limit on that is just ridiculous. It's farcical. But the other thing that I really, really, I bang on about a lot is the fact that STI um, levels are increasing all the time, yeah, particularly in the younger generation. And, you know, that that's a worry because that causes ongoing effects from, you know, the infection itself, but also fertility issues. And barrier contraception is the only contraception that protects against um, uh, STIs. And that has to be kind of like okay. it really needs to be kind of taught to the kids in school they need to have it as a, ingrained in them so that's what they that's their go-to so in that case you know the only reason they want will need emergency contraception is either as a backup or because there's mm. been a failed contraception that they're using generally so this is the thing you know we're talking about trying to kind of mop up a situation that is uh, is is a problem and even kind of implying morality around it but in fact what we need to do is think about it on a completely different okay. level. So this is about sexual health. GP Maura Finn, pharmacists Katie Marr and Sheena Mitchell, Brianna Parkins too and Denise, thanks a million for getting, getting in touch with us here on the programme today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.